Welcome to Pink Noir with Tallulah Bankhead. This is Chapter One of Book Four. B is for Lover. What? Miss Cruz? I thought you went home. Well, come in already then. Thank you for the invitation, Mr. Graybetter. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, who are, who are you? My name is Lizzie Severs, but my friends call me Doodle. This here is Donnie, and this here is Joey. Their Italian names are different, but Donnie and Joey will do. Whatever your names will be, I'm afraid my office is now closed. If you would like to return tomorrow, you can schedule an appointment. That's what you think, eh? That is what I think, young man. I'm afraid my time is very valuable. We can see that, Mr. Graybetter. We can see from the look of your posh office that you don't just represent any Thomas, Richard, or Harold. Yes, I'm afraid it is true. That's the third time you've said that. I'm afraid. Just, what is the matter here? Park your butt in that chair and give Doodle here your undivided attention. I don't know who you think you are, but... Shut up. Edward H. Graybetter, Esquire. Is it true that you were William Newberry's attorney? Hmm. I was. But if you are here to make a claim on the Newberry estate, you are months too late. Yes, I understand that you've already divvied up all the lawful loot. I suppose the bank accounts are all going to keep Mrs. Newberry in that expensive sanatorium in the hills. So you understand the matter. Now get out! Hold on, Mr. Esquire. I'm not interested in what was in the will. I'm interested in what was left out of it. Who are you again? Ask that question again. I dare you. I apologize, Mr. Graybetter. Donnie and Joey aren't very patient people. So let's get through this quicker. Everybody knows that William Newberry worked as an underground accountant for the East Coast mob. Slander. Shut up. We know that mobsters in New York City sent lots of long grain across the country to Mr. Newberry so that he could funnel the cash into legitimate enterprises here in California. Laundering. They call it money laundering. That much we all know. Something else we all know. Mr. Newberry's wife was seen frequenting pawn shops all over the city. Now isn't that a curiosity? What was she up to? Was she hawking gifts that her husband bought her? That's what most people say. But that's not what I say. I say she wasn't selling. She was buying. She was buying up gold and jewelry from all over town. She must have built up quite a hoard. Where'd she get the dough? From her husband, or, say, she was swiping little handfuls of cash here and there from the suitcases of money that the mobsters were sending over to her house. One week, she'd take a few hundred and then go to the pawn shop and buy a gold bracelet. Next week, she'd take a few hundred more and buy a couple diamond rings. That must have added up. But where did she put all this stuff? I was wondering that myself. How does your story end, young lady? It hasn't ended. It ends when you find out where Mrs. Newberry hid the loot. (laughs) Preposterous! Even if what you propose is true, Mr. Newberry knew nothing about it. And if he didn't know, how could I? That's my point. You don't know, but you can find out. The man is dead. 
I am a lawyer, not a medium. His wife is still alive. In that sanatorium. That is most evil. I will not pester that poor woman. Yes, you will. She cannot even speak. She was maimed in the most awful manner. She's got hands. She can work a pen and paper. You grotesque bitch! I will not help you. Simmer down, you. Get out of my office! Go on! Get out! Ugh. Noah! Uh. Easy, boys! Ooh. Easy! Ugh. Stop it! <laughs> God damn it all to hell! What have you done? The guy was choking me! So you pulled a gun, you nitwit? This man is stone dead. Yeah, a bullet through the heart will do that. Look out the window. Any doings? No. People are walking by without a care. They didn't hear. What do we do? Later, I'm going to beat you senseless with that revolver. But that will have to wait. We got to go. Yes, yes. But first, pick him up. Why? Do it. Now, put him on the sofa. Good. Let's move his legs into position, make him look comfortable. You, put a drink in his hand. He took a bullet to the chest, Doodle. No one's gonna believe he was just sitting there. Doesn't matter. Are you putting on lipstick? Hush. Mwah. There we go. One bright red pair of lips on the dead man's cheek. The hell's that supposed to do? Chances are the reporters will be here before the police. They're pretty good at that. And when they get a load of this weird scene, they're gonna write the hell out of it. It'll make headlines. Well, doesn't that make things harder for us? No. I don't get it. I know you don't. Listen, this creepy scene will make the papers scream. People will eat it up. Then they'll want to be part of the story. They'll inundate the police headquarters. Inund what? They'll flood police headquarters with tips about the murder. Hell, some people will admit to the murder. Just how they are. They want to be part of the headlines. The police will be positively buried in false clues and theories. They won't have the manpower to track down the real killer. Which is you, Joey. Accident! Trust me, that one smack of lipstick will be the only thing people talk about. So we'll be safe. Now let's find a back door to this place and screw out of here. Hello? Oh. Ah, uh, good morning, miss. Is Tallulah Bankhead in? Do you mean to tell me you came to this doorstep on purpose? Is she in? She is, but she ain't decent. Are you sure you don't want to be here? Most people wouldn't be caught dead in this doorway. Can you fetch her for me, please? I'm not the maid, and Tallulah, not the kind of lady you fetch. It's very important. Oh, yeah? Well, who the hell are you to say what's important? God damn it! Hey! Now, where is she? What goes on here? This man just muscled his way in uninvited. What is your name, darling? You don't recognize me. I'm Justy Welders. Not you, Oaf. Her. What's your name? Mona. Mona. I should have known. You've got some symmetry going on, haven't you, Mona? I have to say, I'm proud of myself, Mona. I must have been three sheets to the wind when I picked you up. 
Yeah, you were lit up like a department store window. Excuse me, Miss Bankhead. Wouldn't you agree, Mr. Welders? Mona here is very well proportioned in all three dimensions, and a face fit for a Roman coin. I suppose she is at that. You suppose? Look at her. Thin legs, thick lips. What more could you want out of a lady? Miss Bankhead, I need to talk to you about, uh, well, an impending crisis. I'll give you 50% of my attention. Come here, you. Easy. Don't scratch the merchandise. <laughs> You're so sassy. I need a smoke. Ladies! Let's not bark at me in my own home. Listen to me, silly woman. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you with a problem you don't even know you have yet. Mona, perhaps you'd better take a powder. I should go. And you should give me cab fare. Didn't I empty my purse for you last night? You sure did. But give me. I live 15 miles from here. If I have any money left, it would be among my dirty clothes. Go check the hamper yourself. Hmm. Look at that ass. You would skin your knuckles punching that ass. Not one to learn lessons from life, huh? I never learn my lesson. It's part of my charm. Now, are you really Justy Welders? That I am, ma'am. That Hollywood cowboy from the 19-teens? Yep. You were in all those silent movies with the horse that was smarter than you. Her name was Petunia. I had her buried in a Christian churchyard at great expense. Then you fell out of frame, as it were. Where did you go? A couple of things happened. One, I got into an automobile accident that marred my face, as you can see. It's not so bad. But it ruled close-ups out for me. And two, I ran my mouth off about the American soldiers being saps to volunteer for the Great War in Europe. It was dumb of me. I know that now. The public never forgave me for it. So why haven't you shaken the tinsel out of your clothes and beaten the hell out of this town? Why haven't you? Nowhere else to go. Likewise. Nowadays I write sports columns for the L.A. Tribune. Now that is a swell racket. Get paid to watch boxing and horse racing. When do you think Los Angeles will get a Major League Baseball team? We should steal the Giants from New York City. <laughs> okay, I lied. I don't really write the columns. The paper gets the university students to write the columns. They just put my name on the top of them for, you know, publicity. That is still a swell racket. I'm jealous. And the Tribune lets me hang about the offices... It's fun. Reporters are a fun bunch. I have found reporters to be assholes. Just like cops, just like politicians, just like lawyers, just like preachers. Be that as it may, while hanging about the Tribune of late, I've heard the reporters on the crime beat jawing about this killer they call Kissy Face. You have heard of Kissy Face? No. But then I only read the headlines when I'm in them. And I haven't been in them in the last few months, thank all the Christs. How do you get through the day without the newspaper? I'm alive to tell you that coffee and cigarettes taste the same without the headlines. Okay, you give me the exposition while I pour the whiskey. But it's eight in the morning and that's a flower vase you're pouring into. 
drink you. Okay. There have been three murders, you see. The first was a pricey mouthpiece by the name of Edward Graybetter. The second was some sawbones whose, uh, whose name I forget. And the third was a reporter for the L.A. Tribune. His name was Kevin Dudley. He paused dramatically. Every victim was shot through the heart. And every victim had a red smack of lipstick on his cheek. A lurid calling card. How gothic. But what does this have to do with moi? These reporters at the Tribune? They've been talking. They think that Kissy Face is none other than Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, but... Jesus, hold on a minute. Why would they say such a thing? The lawyer? Graybetter? Don't you know who he represented? Edward Newberry. And that doctor that was killed? One of his patients was Newberry's wife. Not a lot of people know that. The third one? The reporter? Kevin Dudley. He covered the Newberry case. Matter of fact, before the whole Newberry fiasco happened, Dudley was investigating Newberry for his ties to the East Coast crime syndicates. I didn't kill those men. I feel silly for even saying that out loud. I didn't kill those men. Most of the gents at the Tribune think you did. If they think that, why haven't they printed it? Maybe a little squeamish of libel laws. And they don't want the kissy face story to die out too soon. You shouldn't drink so much. How else am I supposed to get the poison into my bloodstream? Sit on the bottle? All right, Justy Weathers. Why are you here? Thought you should know. That is not an answer. You and I, Tallulah, we both got unfair shakes out of life. And yet, we got everything we deserved, right? One sinner to another. I'm trying to help. Trying to help? Or trying to squeeze one more story out of Tallulah Bankhead? You know... It's only a matter of time before the police come knocking on your skull. You get the hell out, and then you go to hell. I'm trying to help you. But maybe you're not worth the dang busted trouble. Is that what this is? You're bored with your life, and you need an adventure? Let's go see what I can stir up with Tallulah Bankhead. Well, Jesus knows I tried. I'll be going. Mister, can you give me a lift? This one had a fat row of Lincolns last night, but now she's got nothing. Yes, ma'am. That is the sad way of the world. If you don't have the Jack, you don't get the Jane. Goodbye, Miss Bankhead. You'll be back, little fuss. Maybe so, Miss Bankhead. Give me a call when Lincoln visits again. <laughs> I need a nap. Hey. Oh, I don't have any money. I don't need your pocket change. Get in that car. No. I said get in that car. Hmm. Is that a gun in your pocket or are you just being optimistic? Don't be funny. Now get in the car. We're going. No. Don't try me or else. Or else what? You'll go off in your pants. There. Look at it. Happy? See that? That can finish you. I've seen bigger. 
A 22 throws lead fast enough. Now get in the goddamn car. I have to warn you people that no one is going to ransom me. Well, this ain't a kidnapping. Quiet, Joey. But he's right, Miss Taylor. This isn't a kidnapping. This is a proposition. I want $500. But I haven't told you what it is yet. 600 This one thinks she's smart. I'd rather be wise. What's the difference? Knowing the difference. Will you two shut up for the love of Pete? Was it Pete that died for our sins? I thought it was the other fellow. Listen, we're coming to you because of your friend. You know, with the oomphy voice and a hankering for the Shebas. Uh, Tallulah Bankhead? We're no longer friendly. We haven't spoken for weeks and weeks. Tell that to Ripley. I, for one, don't believe it. No, I mean it. We're done. I walked away from her. I cannot go back. What would I have to do with her anyway? Because the thing is, we can't approach Tallulah ourselves. She's in too thick with the LAPD. But you can talk to her. Tease out her secrets. What secrets and why should I? Oh, gosh. Why do people fight us so, Donnie? It's people, Doodle. They are naturally contrarian. Want I should beat the raz out of her? I'd rather not have the blood in my car, but it's up to you, Constance Taylor. We could put $600 in your pocket, or we could give you $600 worth of medical bills. What'll it be? Ah. Uh, well, since you put it that way... Thank you for listening to Pink Noir. Pink Noir stars Julianne Nelson and Marseille LaFrance. Also starring Dustin Fuentes, Calissa Rodriguez, Wyatt Hodgson, Connor J. Nolan, Ethan LaFrance, Colin Stephen Kane, Magnolia Brown, Paige Gregory, and Colin White. Engineered at the Island Station Media Lab of Portland, Oregon. Pink Noir was created and written by Matt Scutt and Jane Mansfield. <laughs>